Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Hey, Vikings fans. This is your new football coach, Kevin O'Connell. Could not be more excited to be joining you guys. So great to have you guys aboard. As somebody who's been on the visiting sideline at U.S. Bank Stadium, I can tell you it's the best atmosphere in the entire NFL. I cannot wait to be on the home sideline and giving you guys something to cheer about. Uh, this coming season. I love it. He, I mean, he probably did that from his office or his home in Los Angeles, right? Because he was in Los Angeles for the parade. How quickly he turns on that palace of a home atmosphere in Los Angeles. Our fans suck. Glad I'm going <laughs> yeah. to have some good fans now. <laughs> there are no Rams fans. Oh, my gosh. Uh, welcome in to another Reckless Speculation Thursday. Reckless. For all of those who celebrate, Mackie Judd, our executive producer, Declan, and our friend from the 5 Eyewitness News Sports Department and the Scoop Podcast, Darren Doogie Wolfson. Happy Reckless Speculation Thursday, Dukes. Good morning, Phil. Happy Reckless Speculation Thursday. I'm very upset. Judd, you were at the Wolves game last night. Did you see Gary Trent Sr. sitting courtside? He was right next to the night. Raptors bench. I didn't You go. should have seen the jacket. Oh, I thought you were there. Then no, you were there on months. Tuesday night. Okay, Tuesday. so you didn't go back-to-back nights. You picked the right night to go. Tuesday was fun. Last night, not so much, or at least the end of Tuesday night's game. But did you see that on television when they had the shot early in the game of Gary Trent Sr., what he was wearing? It was a jacket with, like, literally, like, I don't even know how to explain it. Declan, did you see it? No. Please tell me I, that somebody on this panel saw it. I saw, I saw, James, Har- I saw James Harden's jacket right, a couple well, days ago. Well, <laughs> comparable to James Harden. Wow. Okay. Comparable to maybe you've seen some of the pictures of oh, Kyle my God. of the Washington Wizards when he enters the arena. This is phenomenal. Arena. This some is of the phenomenal. stuff that he's worn. Okay, Declan, so you're on Twitter right now. Yeah. I'm not doing a great job of painting the picture for those who are just listening. Yeah. Maybe don't have Twitter at their fingertips. How would you describe what Gary Trent Sr. Um, is wearing? <laughs> I think he killed a wolf and put it on his entire back. Uh, it, okay, it, if you it. if you thought PETA was mad at me for going through a breeder, they're going to be up way more upset at what Gary Trent Senior has on in this in this in this. Uh, so in this anyway, picture. I'm upset that Judd is not wearing something comparable. We can make that happen. Let's oh definitely. Oh my god, that's awesome! We'll we'll expand the Score North clothing budget and see if we can get Judd a a Gary oh. Trent wolf coat of some kind. Here's my uh, By the way, I was texting with Senior late last night. I had to know. I just, I was so curious. I'm like, where does one get a coat like that? He said New York City. He did not buy that okay. here in town. He lives oh, he here in town, but he, he bought didn't it buy, in He New didn't York. buy it in Chaska? 
He did not buy it in Chan Hass and Victoria or Jessica. Look at this. All right. Oh, my God. Declan's putting it up on the screen <laughs> for the nice YouTube host. audience. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. I love, I love Gary. It. I was with Gary on Monday for a while at his house, catching up, reminiscing about Junior. Junior was unreal last night. So, yeah, Gary Trent Sr., one of my favorite people. Yeah. So we'll we'll talk some more wolves here later in the scoop session, um, and and later on we'll do some old tweets exposed here. But Dukes, the news just came down as we popped our microphones on here for this episode. It's official. Ed Donatell has been announced as the Vikings' defensive coordinator. Mike Pettin will be the assistant head coach, and also, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, will work with the defensive staff. In fact, there's a bunch of announcements here coming out. So assistant head coach Mike Pettin, and then obviously defensive prowess. Ed Donatel, defensive coordinator, uh, tight end coach and passing game coordinator, Brian, uh, is it Ange- <laughs> Angela Chio? The running backs coach and run game coordinator is Curtis Modkins. I'm not going to read through all of these, but he's got a quarterbacks coach, offensive line coach. The whole staff almost has been hired here. But let's start with Ed Donatel and Mike Pettin, who will oversee the defense that's 50 plus years of NFL coaching experience. There's some head coaching experience in there with Mike Pettin. Donatel helped lead the Broncos to a top five defensive ranking last year. Uh, a lot of three, four principles and the Vikings have run a four, three defense for decades. And there's a lot of aging players on the Vikings defense with big contracts too. So, you know, what, what do you make of this from the defensive side of the ball dudes? Well, the last time the Vikings Judd, you might know better than me, but the last time they did not run a four, three, 1982? Five. It's in my lifetime, but very early. 85, Dukes. In my lifetime. Okay, 85. So, you know, we're going back, you know, nearly 40 years. So that is interesting. I will say the Ed Donatel news, which we knew last week, his attorneys were were going over the contract last week. The contract was presented to him this time last week, but that's great that they officially announced it. I'm not quite sure, like, I'm overly inspired by the hire, but I am fascinated to see, even though the Vikings last year, they played some hybrid. It's not like they were always in a 4-3 base. But that being said, if the 3-4 is going to be the base, we should get clarity as soon as this afternoon at the Kevin O'Connell News Conference at 4 o'clock. I am fascinated by by that. I'll add that Paul Gunther, I don't know if they announced a linebackers coach, Phil. Paul Gunther is interested in remaining here. So even though he's incredibly tight with Zim, not sure there's a marriage there to be had, but I can't tell you now. He's unemployed, right? So he's looking for work. But Paul Gunther enjoyed his time here as a senior defensive assistant last year. He would be interested in being the linebackers coach. So I, I think the thing that intrigues me the most about the about what looks like it's now the inevitable shift to a 3-4 is, is not just the scheme but the personnel, right? Like, like who fits who? And my biggest question is, does Daniil Hunter want to play in a 3-4? I think he'd be great because he's just a great player. He's but a freak of an athlete. He'd be fine in a 3-4. He, yeah. he would, but the You question, know, 3 plus 4 is also the number of games he's played combined uh, the last You know what? That's, wow. the type of cheap, that's the type of cheap shot we don't need. He's a very good player. Why are you doing that? I wasn't that? even sure if it was that many, Phil, so thank you. <laughs> you guys, come on, you guys. That's terrible. But my But my point is... The question that I have is, does the Hunter camp see him uh, standing up as as basically what qualifies as an outside linebacker in a 3-4? And if they don't, this could get intriguing because I still think, despite the jab that Phil just took, and he's right, that Daniil's played seven games in the past two years, I do think that if he becomes a trade chip, 
It would be very interesting. I think, again, he would get you back a nice return, i.e. a first-round pick. Well, I think that would have to be what they would have to get, right? Like, if if you're moving off Hunter, it's not for a mid-round pick. Now, the cap hit is $26.1 million, so we know Correct. something needs to happen within the first five days of, of the league calendar. That is fast approaching. We are weeks away. Not months or anything like that. We're weeks away from you know, some sort of clarity on, on the Daniil Hunter situation. Judd, you told me a couple weeks ago, going back to Mobile, the Senior Bowl, just to check on some of the buzz down there. We know how many executives were in Mobile. There was a lot of chatter in Mobile. Among the chatter was people in the league wondering about Daniil Hunter's future here in Minnesota. So it's absolutely a talking point. Now, until I see evidence that the Wilfs are ready to hit some sort of reset button, that they really feel like, hey, let's make another run here in 2022. That would lead me to believe that they find a way to to keep Hunter. But you're right when you bring up Daniil, his future, because a lot of league people were wondering about that going back to the Senior Bowl. Doogie, how how far behind are the Vikings? I mean, it took them a couple extra weeks to finalize a GM because they waited so long to fire Rick Spielman. And then they had to wait until after the Super Bowl to to even get Kevin O'Connell. Like he's not, he's stepping foot in Minnesota now for the first time today, right? And we're you know we're almost a week past the Super Bowl, and a lot of these other teams have, whether it's the scouting process or the free agent process. I mean, the Vikings have a lot to untangle here, roster wise, and figure out in big quarterback decisions, and they're kind of cramming in the next four weeks. Is it a disadvantage in your mind? I don't know if it's necessarily a disadvantage, heck. I can argue it's an advantage with, you know, these new head coaches getting to work with players as soon as, what, April 3rd, that you get a jump on other teams when you have a new head coach. So the Vikings will begin off-season workouts, their off-season program, April 3rd. I don't necessarily think so, Phil. My understanding is Kevin has been working in Los Angeles for a while. Clearly, we have seen that he helped assemble a large portion of his staff. The combine is still 12 days out. It's not like there's any pro days pre-combine. You know, if he wants to get out and about and travel to some of these pro days, maybe see, who knows, maybe go see a Malik Willis or, you know, some other quarterbacks. They connected, you know, when I say they, Jamal Stevenson, Ryan Munnins, other scouts. The Vikings had their entire scouting department down in, in Mobile for the Senior Bowl. So they they had some FaceTime with, with a lot of quarterbacks. So, like, the scouting department, Stevenson, Munnins, you know, the area scouts, like, They've been knee deep in the in the pre-draft process for a while. You know, the number one thing was assembling the staff. Well, Kevin has assembled a good portion of his staff. We've got Thomas Brown of the Rams interviewing for the OC job later this week. I still hear Wes Phillips steam in some capacity. You know, I don't know what his exact title will be, but but there's certainly momentum on on that front. Wade Phillips son joining Kevin's offensive staff here. So I, you know, I I don't. You know, I think everything ramps up March 1st. You know, let's circle to to 12 days from now, Indianapolis, or maybe even that night before starting on, I guess it would be, what, February 28th, that Monday night. That's when things will really, really ramp up. So, no. To answer your question, my own opinion, Phil, no. I, I don't necessarily think they are behind. Dukes, on, on the – Hold on, let me ask. Phil, can I add one thing? No. Quasey would have loved to have gotten down to Mobile, and just based on the timeline of everything, that – that couldn't take place. So if you feel like Quasey needed that time down in Mobile for whatever reason, multiple reasons, 
If you didn't get down there, fine. If you want to make that point that maybe they're slightly behind, but I don't necessarily think that's a huge deal. No, it's not. And and I actually think it might be a break not to, to go. That That is where Rick would sit down with guys and get to spend time and get to know players. I got to know Jeff Gladney. How'd that work, Rick? So, no, the, the more we God. can remove – the more we can remove football people from psychoanalyzing players, the better. Figure them out as a football player that drive that drove me crazy. Rick, we got to spend so much time with guys. It's like, yeah, well, then. We'll-, well, but that, but like psychoanalyzing players is a is a key part of finding out whether they're going to be great leaders or do something bad off the field. I think it your is. beef is more with him his inability to do that. Right. Yeah, except foot. Yeah, but the problem is football people think the more time I get, the more I, it's like you don't know. Put a if you I want them guy, to spend time first with round, players. How do you not want them to spend time with PI, players? Hire a PI and put <laughs> the guy on the guy's tail. That's what the you're the, so wrong on this. No, hire no, no. Inspector Gadget. Well, I mean, Rick has That's told what I us want. in the past. You know, they would bring in you know the top thirty, right? Yes. You can bring in local guys pre-COVID. Hopefully, we get back to that. I should check on that if if we can get back to, to bringing draft prospects to town. I would imagine so, yep. especially if they're vaccinated. Although. You know, is that that big of a deal at this point based on the number of people testing positive that are vaccinated? That's a different talking point. But Rick has told us in the past, they red flagged some guys based on like a nine hour period, yeah. whether at Winter Park yeah. or at TCO Performance Center, just based on the way that player was interacting with with others. So I think there is something to be said about that. Maybe a guy, you know, had already traveled to four or five previous cities over the course of eight or nine days. Maybe he was tired. Like, you know, I'd be careful pigeonholing a guy based on a nine-hour visit. So I sort of get what you're saying, Judd. To me, I defer to my area scouts. These area scouts have been on these guys for a really long time. They've done a majority of of the background work. I would trust my area scouts. I agree. That's where the synergy comes into play. That's where you'll hear a lot today about collaboration. That's part of the collaboration that the Vikings will be pushing forward for a number of years. I realize we're sitting here in this this eye of the storm or the calm before the storm here. I mean, this is this is like a four week lead up to the NFL league year and free agency and the Vikings. There's there's going to be so much happening here. But what is do you have any sense at all? I don't think they brought in a new general manager and a new coach and a new staff to just run it to 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 make some cap tweaks and run it back. Like I just I don't know why. That would make sense. What is your sense over the next four weeks, Doogie, as to how drastically this team could change? Do you have any idea yet? Well, I mean, clearly we are going to see some changes. I'm not breaking news, volunteering yeah. any information that, that fans aren't aware of. We will see some turnover. How would you define drastic? I will say on the quarterback, like, I know there's all this buzz. I mean, there are some people – that would make a write-that-down prediction right this second. Write that down, 100%. Kirk Cousins, the Vikings 2022 starting quarterback. The Vikings need to create the perception that they want to keep him. I need way more information on that front before I'm ready to declare that Kirk Cousins is all in on, on being this team's quarterback. There's also no evidence to suggest that he's willing to take a significant pay cut. Right, So that would be the idea. If you keep him, that you would extend him. I also, Phil, I subscribe to what you're saying, that Quasey signed a four-year deal. I'm waiting for a text back on O'Connell. I presume 
he certainly got at least four. Maybe he got an extra year out of the deal. But let's assume that he's mirrored with Quasi. Quasi four-year deal, Kevin, in all likelihood, four-year deal, but maybe five-year deal. Are you really then, like, no guarantees. We saw in Detroit, right? Quinn comes in, Patricia comes in, they're gone, you know, before five years. Mm-hmm. Like, are you really saying, okay, Kirk is my guy? This might be my one and only chance to be a general manager. This might be my one and only chance to be a head coach, even though I'm only, what, 37 years old, so probably not. But really, like, are you really going to attach yourself to Kirk Cousins? I still think there's some work to be done there, but I will say I am positive on this. Kevin O'Connell in the interview process did say, hey, I can work with Kirk. There's a lot of things about Kirk I like. I am positive about that. Yep. And and so I get that. And and I, I think for a guy who is um who is going to become your coach potentially, that's the smart thing for KOC, KOC to say. That being said, though, Dukes, you hit on what I think is the most, and, and this is where the conversation goes, where where people who dismiss it and say, oh, Kirk Cousins is going to be the starting QB, quit talking about it, fake news, you guys at Score North, you suck. Here's where I think it takes a different direction. Kwesi has to make a very important financial decision here. Because you're right, like Kirk is not... I joke, but he's not going to come in to Quasi and say, all right, I'll just take a big pay cut and let's do this. Let's go win football games. So, so the question becomes, do you want to, do you want to land in the exact spot that you're in today, which is, all right, we'll get that cap hit for 22 way down, but we're going to have to pay it now in 25. And, and, and if that's a year where Quasi says our team should be really good, do you want to potentially cripple yourself again cap wise then? And be like, oh my God, we'd love to sign this guy, but we can't. So like this is, it, it's not that, it's not this uh, black and white thing of, well, Kirk Cousins stinks. No, Kirk Cousins is great. It's the financial model and what you've done here. And, and part of the reason why Rick and Mike are gone is because of that contract. No matter what you think of Kirk, that is true. That is very, very true. Do you want to, as Quasi and Kevin, put yourself in the exact, same situation because Kirk is not going to just all, all of a sudden say, yeah, you know what? I love KOC. Cut my contract down to this. It's not going to happen. Let's also remember this time last year, there were conversations, you know, then some of the turmoil during the season, Kirk's decision not to get the vaccination, the so-called leader of the team saying, no, I'm okay. Won't get it. You know, now I get it. There's been turnover. I said all along there was no way Mike and Kirk were going to be back in 2022. Okay, so Mike's gone. So I get it. The leadership has changed. But there are still some leaders over there. Judd, you know this. There are leaders over there that will say it's time to move on from Kirk, that we need to move on. You know, heck, Quasi is he's all about collaboration, right? Like, I still wonder deep down if Quasi would have hired Jim Harbaugh if, if he wasn't all about all the collaboration, right? Where he absolutely likes Kevin. And he's going to say today, Kevin, my guy, all that. But I still wonder just deep down, you know, if it was 100% Quasi's decision, not leaning on others for advice, that does he offer the job to Jim Harbaugh, right? So what I'm getting at is Quasi is going to listen to others there at TCO. Do those people say, yeah, now is the time? 
there's ever a time, now is the time. I think and that's what I'm just saying. I need more information. Like a lot of it will will come to light, I think, over over the course of, of the week in, in Indianapolis. I think we'll hear a lot of buzz, but maybe even beforehand. But I'm just saying, like at this point, I don't have enough information to declare definitively one way or another, Kirk is in or yeah. Kirk is out. But I'm not dismissing the Kirk is out part, I guess is what I'm saying. Dudes, my my biggest criticism of this franchise for the last for sure five years and you know, probably going back even further than that is they're very comfortable being good and they're they're very fearful of like if we let's be careful to move off good because you never know what's lurking behind door number two. It could be the Jets or some you know, some garbage franchise. So so let's let's we're comfortable with good. We'd like to be great, but do we really have what it takes to make some of the difficult decisions and moves like firing a GM and a coach that are good, not great. I mean, they took that step and Kirk cousins is the absolute epitome of good, not great. If you have Kirk cousins as your starting quarterback, you're probably not going to go three and 14. He's professional enough. He can make enough throws. He's, he's, he's not going to, he's not going to sabotage a lot of games. You know, he had that Falcons game last year or two years ago, but like you're not going to train wreck with Kirk cousins as your quarterback. I also don't think you can come anywhere near winning a Super Bowl. So how are they going to remain as an ownership group and then, you know, whatever Kevin O'Connell thinks coming in, are they going to remain attached to good, not great? Or do they have the guts to move off of something that's a known commodity and enter into this unknown world of quarterbacks? That is that is the most fascinating question in the next four weeks for me. Well, is it also possible that the answer is somewhere in between? That, okay, Kirk is not taking a discount. Maybe there's not a trade to be had, or at least they can't get the return that they're seeking, where Kirk actually plays out the final year of his contract. I know it is cap hell. I know logic says something needs to happen with the $45 million cap hit, but is it possible that that the answer is in between, that Kirk plays out the season, then they make the transition one year from now? I'm also starting to wonder about that. Yeah, I think if you can, the thing about that is if you can get any sort of draft pick compensation for him, even if it's a third round pick, wouldn't that be better than sitting on him and letting him take up forty five million? I mean, because you'd have to say goodbye to other players then too, right? Yeah. Now you're still going to eat some money there, right? You're going to take some sort of dead money cap hit, but yeah, yeah. If you're taking a ten or twelve million dollar hit compared to forty five, ten, and you can get a mid round pick now, you know some people listening will be like, well, what about? The Eagles getting what they got for Carson Wentz. What do you mean? Kirk Cousins for a third or fourth round pick? Are you kidding me? You need to get more than that. But yeah. And that's where I say if there's ever a time, now is the time. You know, and maybe you identify a quarterback in this draft class. I like the quarterbacks in next year's draft class more, but you're picking there at, at 12. Malik Willis of Liberty may be staring you in the face, or the kid from Pitt, or the kid from Nevada, or some other quarterback. Identify that guy. And, you know, maybe go all in that way. I'm telling you, they spent, you know, as much time as they could with, with a number of quarterbacks, including Willis in Mobile. If you're presented with, with the th- three options for Kirk that we just talked about, my, my personal clear-cut one is a trade. Mm-hmm. But if options two and three are bite the bullet, it's a huge c- cap hit, it sucks, but you just say okay, or extend him, I'm taking the 2022 cap hit I, i'm not extending him like that's my one thing is is if i have no interest in tying up my franchise again the important thing is at the price tag 
So like if I if I am left to say, okay, I can extend you and and if I do, 2025 is going to suck from, from a cap standpoint. Or I just right now say goodbye to Harrison Smith and Kendricks and Kirk is our quarterback, but then there's a potential freedom to move on after 22. I'm taking that option. It's far from ideal. But I do not want to hitch my wagon financially to Kirk and end up in three years right back where we are right now. Yeah, so though three years from now, what's the cap look like? It's going to keep going up, up, up. True. So, you know, when you're kicking the can down the road, at least you know the cap is is going but up. But his, his agent knows that in the negotiations well, for course. his client, too. Yeah, well, of course. That's Mike why I don't want to yeah, do this. 100%. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Jed, I don't see a scenario where Kendricks is cut. You know, you can label some other guys in that mix. I would be, I would be shocked if Eric Kendricks is is let go. Okay, so many things. All right, dudes, give us a few uh, rapid fire scoops here. What do you? The, the Timberwolves go in to the All Star break here. Uh, a small handful of games above five hundred. Uh, Ant has an ankle, that, so you know, their defense is kind of broken down a little bit. They're kind of. But they're but they're in a great spot coming out of the All Star break. Pat Bev just signed a one year extension. What are you hearing on the Wolves front right now? Well, on Ant, like that was as bad. I'm trying to avoid you know overreaction, hyperbole, heat of the moment from last night. But that was as bad as he's played as a pro. And you know, is it all the ankle? Heck, a couple of weeks ago he alluded to you know the idea that that his knee is bothering him. Although in that same game he exploded for a dunk, so. Guys are beat up 55, 60 games into the season, just the way it is. Uh, but I do know some people felt close to him, advised him to sit out last night, saying, "Ant, sit out. But he said no. It was his call ultimately to play. He said, no, I'm playing, and I plan on playing in Cleveland this weekend, the Rising Stars game, and I'll be good to go come February 24th against the Memphis Grizzlies. You know, I'm 20 years old. I can fight through things. I'll be all right. You know, so, you know, there's something to be said about, you know, the toughness of of Amp. But, man, like, he just – he wasn't good last night. Denver wins last night, Phil. Denver wins in San Francisco. They beat mm-hmm. the Warriors. So, 23 games to go for the Wolves. They are three games back in the loss column. Two and a half overall, but I always look at yeah. loss column. The Wolves are three games back in the loss column of Denver. Signs point to Denver before the regular season is over, getting back at least one of, if not both, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. I just think it's going to be really, really hard to catch Denver. I don't see a scenario where they catch Dallas. Dallas won in Miami this week. I don't see it. So I think the Wolves are locked into that seventh spot. Or do the Clippers make a leap when they get Paul George back mid-March? All signs point to Paul George coming back in a few weeks. Kawhi Leonard, no. Norman Powell, there is no timetable, but he doesn't need surgery. But we don't know if Norman Powell will be back anytime real soon. But Paul George, the signs point to him being back in a month. I'm just telling you, that is a nightmare scenario. Whether it's a game in Los Angeles or here, a 7-8 game where it's Wolves-Clippers. And the Lakers aren't going to – I don't think the Lakers – Anthony Davis was writhing in pain, like, again. He was. Now, they beat Utah last night. You know, go Bears back for Utah. The Lakers won that game last night. But, yeah, Anthony Davis can break down at any moment. You know, LeBron, all the minutes he's played, you know, going back 20 years. 
I mean, I know he's the bionic man, but we've seen him even wear down a little bit this year. So you wonder about that. So, yeah, like can you see a scenario where the Wolves lose to the Clippers in the 7-8 game, then the Lakers win that 9-10 game. They play Portland or New Orleans or Sacramento, whomever. The Lakers win that game. Then it's Wolves-Lakers for the eighth and final playoff spot, but that the Wolves win that game just because the Lakers just aren't that good and they are all banged up, sure. Then the Wolves do make the playoffs. Pat Bev continues his streak of never missing the playoffs. But then you're playing Phoenix. I mean, Phoenix is pretty much locked into that one seed. Like, maybe the Wolves can win one game, but, like, I think it'd be 4-0 or 4-1. Maybe it's 4-1, but, like, I don't like your chances against Phoenix. And Bobby Marks reminds me of this all the time, Phil. Nothing is guaranteed. Like, and that's where we go back to last week. Did the Wolves miss out on doing something? At one point, Phil, they thought they had a trade done. My understanding is it was for Montrezl Harrell, but they thought they had a trade done, at least bring in somebody to help. And we can debate how much Harrell would help. He looked okay on Tuesday night here for Charlotte, but we can debate how much Montrezl Harrell would help this group. But I just wonder, did did Suchin Gupta miss out on a window, an opportunity, because nothing is guaranteed. You can run it back next year, but health isn't guaranteed. Next year, this sort of offensive success, we think it would probably come close to happening, but isn't guaranteed. Just, you know, when the window's there, you oftentimes have to strike. And I just wonder, and I'm telling you, like the Wolves, if you had talked to the Wolves at 1230 one week ago, 1230 Central, I think they would have told you we're making a trade with 90 minutes to go until the deadline expired. Like they thought they were on the cusp of of a deal and it just it didn't happen and i don't know 100 percent it was for Montrezl harrell but they were definitely in on Montrezl harrell there were there were a number of discussions proposals made on on the wolves landing Montrezl harrell uh but i just wonder if they just they missed an opportunity because even if you end up as the eight seed that's a horrible matchup against phoenix right so uh, the best case scenario all along has been find a way to get to six but mm-hmm. i'm just not optimistic based on Denver getting healthy, Denver creating a little bit more separation last night. The Wolves' schedule isn't a train wreck the rest of the way, but it's not the easiest schedule either. I mean, it's okay. I haven't looked at Denver's schedule, but I just think making up three games in the loss column over 23 is going to be really, really hard. Well, Denver, I mean, Denver going into the week had two or three games left against Golden State, but they won one of them. So, you know, if they rack up wins like that, it's going to be – one is them. is one of them toward the end of the year because yeah. Yeah. you know Phoenix is what five six games up on Golden State at this point so Phoenix is pretty much locked into that one seed yeah. but then there's separation two and three isn't there a little bit now I think Memphis might be relatively close so maybe Golden State would have incentive to to play this thing out because trust me I don't think you necessarily want to play Denver the sixth seed in the first round of the playoffs if if you know you're Golden State if you can avoid. Denver, like Golden State has incentive, what I'm getting at, to be the two seed, yeah, absolutely. not the three seed, yeah. right? Then you want home court in that second round, you know, figuring, okay, two versus three matchup. If you're playing, let's say the Grizzlies or the Nuggets in the second round, you want home court advantage. So maybe the Warriors would have incentive to play the regular season all the way through. But what I'm getting at is if you're playing Denver, let's say April 7th or April 8th, it's possible Golden State is locked into the two seed where they then would rest some guys yeah. right so i'm just telling you i just it's hard for me to see you know hopefully i'm wrong uh but it's just it's hard for me to see the wolves making up three in the lost column on denver 
with 23 games left. Yeah. There it is. Love it. Speculation. Great stuff, Dukes. Great stuff. The calm before the storm. There's going to be so much to get to get into the next few weeks on the Vikings front. Yes, I'm catching up with Randy Dobnak later today. So yeah, maybe he's got some insight from Taylor. What's he doing now? He well, you know what? Here's the interesting thing. One of his good friends is getting married this weekend. Normally, Randy would be in Fort Myers right now. Pitchers and catchers would have reported earlier this week. He actually has an opportunity to go to this wedding of of a buddy of his. So I guess personally, it works out a little bit for, for Randy. He's back home in, in West Virginia, has a new house. He's been throwing. He's got a catcher that can catch him there. So, you know, he's got a regular throwing routine. So he'll be ready to go for spring training, you know, whenever that happens. If it's even spring training, maybe it's summer training at this point. But he'll be he'll be ready to go. So I'm catching up with him. College baseball season starts this weekend. So I was texting with Sean Johnson, the Twins you know, what is he, the director of scouting, whatever his official title is, he's in charge of the draft. So he'll be out West this weekend. I know he's watching Arizona, Arizona State, Gonzaga, a few other teams out West. He told me he hired a new area scout out there, so he'll be able to bond with with the new area scout. Right on. All right, Doogie, Darren Doogie Wolfson, inside information about your favorite Minnesota sports teams. We'll see you next week, buddy. Okay, see you, boys. Bye-bye. All right, see ya. That's uh, that's Doogie. By the way, Doogie's appearance today presented by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. If you are a business owner out there looking to take your business to the next level, Federated comes in with over 100 years of experience when it comes to risk management, protection, all sorts of tools and resources. Um, they are dedicated to helping you maximize your business. Federatedinsurance.com. And remember at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Um, listen, uh, if if I... If I were a lesser man, I would have made some sort of joke there about how Randy Dobnak might have even more time on his hands later in the season, too, even if the season starts. Because he might I thought about it myself. Squad, but... Oh, boy. Yeah, they felt but, the but need to I give him like $15 million. Or, yeah, or something. I know. I know. I he's know. a good guy. And you know what? At this point in time, I just don't care anymore. I don't care about baseball right now either. Screw baseball. In fact, let's let's talk about let's talk about football here, boys. Let's keep reckless speculation we Thursday. We were going to break down college baseball. Alive and well. No, we are oh. not. Oh, I, I thought we were going to pivot to the college game. We are not. I've seen a lot of features on the Gopher Baseball program this week. Um, listen, I love I love me some Gopher Baseball, but John, when, yeah. when when there when there are uh, speculative stories floating around about yeah. the Minnesota Vikings quarterback situation, yes. I, I don't know how you can resist. So reckless speculation. What is the latest on Kirk Cousins? I think that's the question we can we can dive into here. And there's a great article on ESPN.com today involving Courtney Cronin, Vikings reporter, friend of the show, uh, Dan Graziano, and Jeremy Fowler, all insiders, and they're they're doing sort of a back and forth roundtable about the offseason quarterback trade market. So they they've got each quarterback sort of listed, then they have a conversation, and in the Kirk Cousins section. I'm just going to read you some excerpts here, and you you guys chime in as you go as you right wish, Yeah, right? I love it. So the Vikings finally have their new leadership structure in place, and now they have to solve the biggest piece of the offseason equation. Trade Kirk Cousins, let him play out the final year of his contract, which comes with a $45 million cap hit, taking up 23% of your salary cap, or extend him. The rumblings that the Vikings would consider extending Cousins to lower his cap figure to a more manageable number make sense for several reasons. It's the ultimate posturing move if they're looking to move him, for one. 
considering Cousins' $35 million base salary has already been fully guaranteed, the team needs to give off the notion that it places high value on its quarterback and isn't going to give him away unless a trade partner is willing to pay a sizable portion of what Cousins is owed and dole out considerable draft capital in return. Mm-hmm. So she's saying, okay, yeah, like there's been some rumblings that they're going to keep Cousins, but whether that's true or whether it's just a facade to build his value, that's going to be the messaging right now. Yes. Regardless, right? Yes. Makes okay. perfect sense. While Kevin O'Connell might have sold the Vikings on his vision for the offense that includes Cousins, it's fair for a new head coach to want to take command of the position under his terms, even if that means working with Cousins for one season before moving on. From what I'm hearing, Courtney says, I would not be surprised to see Cousins camp try to force the Vikings hand by not wanting to go back to the negotiating table just yet. That means he'd play out his expensive contract or force the team to trade him. Mm-hmm. But he has said he mm-hmm. wants to be a Viking for life. Do you buy that? No, hell no. I don't buy it. Everything we are hearing publicly from both sides now is not the truth. You you don't like, no, cause I, I maybe I'm gullible here, but I actually think if, you know, the money is a huge thing right. clearly, but like if yeah. he were paid an amount of money that he felt, good oh, about, sure. yes. I think he'd want to be a Viking for the rest of his career. Sure. I do yeah. think he likes it here, but know. he wants to be compensated. Like he wants to be compensated. And the problem is that is not in the best interest of the team. I think what Kirk is trying to say is I would like to be a Viking for the rest of my career. And if we win a Super Bowl, cool. But if I get paid, cooler. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. So so he's not taking a like he could do, he could his agent could go to the Vikings today and say, let's let's smooth out the, the 22 cap hit. Let's do a long-term, let's do a five-year contract which he has not done which let's would do take him to almost age 40 by the way exactly right non-starter for me it is but, but it tom is. brady but but the what only you guy do, ever and the goat yeah but those last two years could, could then defer some of the cap hit right so now it becomes so now brzezinski can play around with kirk's contract life becomes much simpler for the vikings yeah. But and then Kirk, that's that's what the Falcons are dealing with right now. They did they did that with Matt Ryan, exactly. and now they're like they're literally sitting in hell but Kirk, as a franchise. But Kirk wants his money, and he wants his short term contracts. And Kirk would love to play the rest of his career. Kirk would like to spend the rest of his natural life as a Viking at the right price. That's what I hear, and and that's been his that has been his mode of operation since the day he got here. Yeah. Dan Graziano adds, "That's the thing about Cousins." His contract gives him so much control. He has no reason to do any kind of extension that doesn't come with the same kind of team-crippling salary guarantees his last two deals did. If they decide they have to extend him, he and his agent can insist on the exact structure uh, that he wants and continue to crush the NFL income game in ways more players should be trying to copy. Yes. If the Vikings decide they want to trade him, the $35 million fully guaranteed salary will probably mean the acquiring team has to do an extension before agreeing to a trade, which gives him a ton of leverage as well because he doesn't have a no-move clause, but he can essentially say, well, I'm not going to sign an extension with that team. I'll play out the $35 million. And the opposing team would say, well, then why would we, you know. Well, then, no. Or they can say, cool, yeah, we'll take you on as a one-year mercenary, but Vikings, we're not going to give you a first round pick for that. 
maybe we'll give you a fourth, or to which I will, would say, okay. Or we will. So here, here's, here's uh, um, clause B to what you just said, Phil. Um, it's this. The Vikings tell, tell the team, Browns. They, they say, okay, um, Kirk won't do a contract extension, but our expectation for 22 is we're not going to be a great team. We will pick up a portion of the tab and pay him. And and so you you get him as a mercenary, but more importantly, you don't take on the entire cap hit. That's possible too. Sure. Now now that takes some that takes the Vikings to bite the bullet a bit, but if the Vikings are smart about twenty two, they could say, you know what, that's fine because because what we really want is a first round pickback, and and at the current cap hit, if we send that entire cap hit to Cleveland. We ain't gonna get a first round pick back from the Browns, but taking Baker back would probably be worth a first or a second. Well, round that's, pick the attached, that's the golf. That's the golf. That's the golf thing, right? Yeah. Like, give um, us a first round pick, and we'll take your your potentially garbage quarterback back. Jeremy Fowler adds, reckless speculation. Teams are only as good as their options, and the Vikings don't have a clear cut alternative to Cousins. Third round pick Kellen Mond is developmental. Many quarterbacks in this year's draft are in a similar stage. Free agents aren't upgrades. That's largely why the Vikings and Cousins continue the marriage. That's I mean, it's kind of amazing. It's like, yeah. all right, we all kind of agree that even like the the Cousins Crusaders agree that like yeah, there's like eight or nine better quarterbacks out there. Yeah, okay. Then <laughs> <laughs> what? Then what's the then you know the right. why? What then? Why are we debating this? Yeah. Uh, but O'Connell really sold his his vision for Cousins in the interview process. The sense is the coaching candidates who interviewed with Minnesota like Cousins more than the GM candidates who must worry more about the big picture implications. Something has to give. And I totally buy that. I mean, O'Connell, yeah. listen, they just they just won a Super Bowl. You know, I think Matthew Stafford's a totally different, especially watching him play this year for the Rams organization. I mean, you give him the weapons and the tools. Where people get it wrong is, well, why don't you give Cousins the weapons and the tools? The Vikings aren't the Lions, for one. I don't think anyone like. Does any Vikings fan out there think the Vikings are the Lions organizationally? No. I mean, we've been we've all been clowning on the Lions our whole lives. Right. The Lions are an incompetent disaster. The Vikings, when Cousins arrived, had the best defense in the NFL. Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook. Like the Vikings have the Vikings have had some pretty darn good infrastructure here. So I'm not – I guess what I'm saying here is I understand why Kevin O'Connell would look at Cousins and say, yeah, we worked together before. He's an accurate quarterback. Like there's definitely another level to his game that I can unlock. But if you zoom out to the organizational knot that they have to untangle here, mm-hmm. I would trust that O'Connell can make it work with Kirk and almost any other. Like he could make it work for one year with Teddy or Mariota until you find the young quarterback that you're drafting either this year or next year for the five or 10 year long haul. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't confine Kevin O'Connell's ability to take a quarterback to the next level to just Kirk cousins and the $45 million cap it. Okay. Let's broaden this out. I like the leaks too. I, I think the leaks are smart um, because you're not going to, to leak out. Okay. Here's the deal. KOC and Quazy hate the guy. They both want to trade him. They yeah. will give him a what you if you got a seventh round pick, they'll take it. So I like and then, the, then you get a Kyler Murray situation exactly. where now it's like 
The messaging is very good here. I like this. I, I am ba- until I am proven wrong. I am banking on Quasi and Kevin being smart, sharp dudes, and and that does not mean talking down to people. That does not mean you know the condescending tone of of Spielman. That does not mean um, uh, lying to practice lying, but it does mean crafting your message correctly. And I yeah. like this. And I like this one because there would be no incentive to say Kevin O'Connell. He worked with Kirk. You know what he thinks? Kirk sucks. You know you're, you're not going to say that. So I like how we're going uh, thus far, early in the process. I like the direction. No, no matter what they do, I think it's very smart to, to say. You know what, Quasies. Quasi's got some questions here, yeah. right? Kevin, though. Kevin can work with you. So, yes, this is the messaging to me in, in what should be a quarterback carousel that, that, starts to, uh, that starts to spin on March 16th. I think they're doing a good job of trying to set the table. Not for a trade, for sure, but I think the most important thing right now is to set the table for the possibilities, right? Yes. This is... the. It, Again, no matter what they think of Cousins, the messaging, whether you're going to keep him or trade him, has to be what it's been so far, which Correct. is, oh, yeah, I mean, we love the guy, right? So they're playing it well right now. I want to add one more note about the Vikings cap situation because I th- I think this isn't something, like, if you're a casual fan, you're not spending time on, like, overthecap.com. Like, you don't have time to do that. You're busy. you got kids. you got a job and stuff. That's where we come in. We try to explain some of this stuff because – you know, we got all day to just stare at overthecap.com. We are here for you. Yeah, I got no so problem. the Vikings are one of a handful of teams that are over the salary cap right now. Mm-hmm. You have to be cap compliant, right, Judd, by the yep. by the league year in a yep. month. I believe it's 3 p.m. March 16th. So you have, and today is February 17th. So you have less than four weeks to become cap compliant, which means bare minimum, you have to get under the salary cap. Yeah. And then there's the discussion about, Okay, now you have to clear like five to eight million or whatever it is to sign draft picks. And then if you want to actually do something in free agency. And where people get a little bit lost in this is, you know, the cap is fake. The Vikings can just go restructure five players and come up with thirty million dollars in cap space, which is true. They can do that. They can go they can go tap into Harrison Smith, Adam Thielen. In fact, they can do a lot of this without even talking to those players or agents. Uh, there's something in the NFL contract world called a simple restructure, which allows you to convert certain portions. There are signing bonuses. There are roster bonuses. Yes. There are There's base salaries. Hunter's contract. You can convert Could certain parts of contracts Correct. to you know, signing bonus and then spread the signing bonus out throughout the duration of the contract, and you can find money that way. You don't have to get all in the weeds on this. But what I, what I do want to say is if overthecap.com has a great tool, if every team in the NFL, so the Vikings right now are have like the fourth worst cap situation, but they can just like restructure some guys, right? Yeah, and they can. But so can every other team. So if every team in the NFL did simple restructures of a handful of players and said, oh, let's find some more money here, the Vikings would still be a bottom five cap situation team. The Vikings, the Vikings can pretty easily free up they can they can pretty easily get to thirty million dollars under the cap with some simple restructures. Sure, H- hanging on to Cousins, hanging on to Daniel Hunter, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So they can clear they can get thirty million under the cap. But while they sit thirty million under the cap, the Dolphins sit ninety one million under the cap. The Chargers and the Colts sit ninety million under the cap. 
the Broncos and the Bengals sit $75 million under the cap. So these other teams that are going to be vying for the same free agents that are also playoff caliber teams, maybe even in nicer climates like Miami, right, have a ton more money to spend and throw at players to make their teams better than you do. Right. And when people ask, well, why do you guys keep advocating for them to, to not push forward in 2022? Because at some point, this has to stop. You have to just take a breather. It doesn't mean you have to be garbage, but it means you got to clear some space, say goodbye to a couple veterans, right. get some draft picks if you can, and, and load up for a big push in like 2023. And it has to stop with, with the same players. Like this is, a, this is a disaster at some point because if you continue to push cap and, and be like, okay, Harrison Smith, let's redo you again. Let's redo Kendrick. Let's do, okay, at some point in time, you are paying those players for what they did, not what they're going to, to do. And this is the biggest thing to me about football. You cannot afford, and Belichick is a genius here, you cannot afford to reward players for services rendered. It's got to be what's your potential. So I don't care if, if Harrison Smith, I mean, ring of honor guy, he is a potential Hall of Famer. But at some point soon, he's going to be done. And, he's and 30, 32. Yeah. And you can't be like, let's no, let's bring him back, let's bring him back, because that is how you put yourself in a terrible situation, both from a cap standpoint and personnel. Like that's the thing, that's and you what, and you miss out on a window that yes. might land you a second round pick for him, but that might well, that window might not exist next year. And that's why, to me, what one of the most important discoveries that you're going to make uh, in 2022 is the 2021 draft class, which basically didn't get used. Which yeah. essentially, I, I mean, you are those guys. Who knows? You you mm. you might have three or four guys who can be core contributors for years, right? Mm. We have no idea. You have to find out. Wyatt Davis is going to have to play at some point. He might be good for all we know. Yeah, he might. I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's possible right Wyatt guard. Davis is the starting right guard. We just Mike yes. Zimmer just had him in the doghouse, right? Exactly. We don't know. So so there it is. That's that's the latest on the Kirk Cousins situation that will play out over the next month and uh the latest on the vikings cap situation that will march play first out over baby the, the combine starts march 1st i am so excited because that's what that's where the fur is gonna fly yes. that's where we're talking to agents that's where where i'm sure there there will be agent slash gm meltdowns don't forget it was at the combine in the midst of the peterson saga when when late at night Brzezinski and, and Peterson's agent, I think it was Ben Dagra, got into a screaming match that That's many right. heard. That's why I love the combine. You talk about right, football man. being tough, forget the game. That's the off the field stuff. Playmakers, baby. The uh, St. Thomas men's hockey team continues its battle through the rugged CCHA. Their last two home games are this weekend, Friday and Saturday, against Lake Superior State. And you can find tickets at TommySports.com. TommySports.com. Dot com. Uh, every week, we also go through embarrassing, cryptic, old oh, tweets no, 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 and old takes here. It's oh. old tweets exposed. Ugh. Declan has brought to the table. <laughs> All right, we uh, we did this last time. I remember we we combed through, or I combed through our Viking season predictions. So we have a couple more to bring to the table from that episode. Uh, so we'll start with Mackie. Then we'll go to me because I have another one, and Judd, you have you have something else, I believe, that's on the Vikings, not from that episode. It's okay if you ignore I'm, me. I'm, I'm confident that whatever okay I said 
whatever I said was oh, most likely spot on. 100%. Uh, go ahead. Uh, declarative statement number one for me on the record here. The Vikings will start fairly hot, and I will I will quantify that by saying they will be at least 4-2 before the bye. I think people are overreacting to a bad preseason. We haven't seen the starters collectively, Jefferson, Thielen, Dalvin, like, at some point, I think Christian Derrissaw is going to come back probably after the 4-2 and two or better start. So at least 4-2 and two before the bye. Hey, they went 3-3. Three and three. They were 3-3. Three three. It's not. I know they started 0-2. So I wouldn't say that they were weren't they they were three and three, three, and at, the three bye, at the bye, right? but they that but it's not that bad. Oh, and two yeah, at by the, the way, gate. make a kick for God's sake. Never. Oh, oh, here come the excuses. Right. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. all you guys want to blame just, Kirk all the time. Yeah, Why don't you blame Greg Joseph's leg? Oh, okay, gotcha. He shrinks in oh, and big two. moments. Oh, and two to start the year. That's wow. That's okay. I. It's not my fault. They should have been four and two. Yeah. You know they they failed. Not. Dalvin Cook not holding on to the football. <laughs> they didn't live up to my expectation. Yeah. Old takes exposed the 2021 Vikings, okay? All right, here's what I had to say. I did tease the 9-8 and eight and the wild card weekend, but I will make this very declarative and take it one step further. So, write this down, if you will. The Vikings will be the seventh seed in the NFC playoffs, and they will beat the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau on wild card weekend. <laughs> I'm making that declarative. Wow. I'm putting it on the record. Wow. I'm being extremely specific. Oh yeah. man, the Vikings but and like nine wins and, too. and off the record. By the way, by the way, off the record, I think they lose both matchups in the regular season too. The Vikings do. The Vikings. So this would lose be like 2004 matchups. This happened. Yeah. They, they lost. Hard to beat a team up. three times, guys. I was so fat. Judd's biggest takeaway was his weight. That, that's my takeaway. I was so fat. Look at oh, narcissistic Judd here, just staring. <laughs> you think I'm not? <laughs> but not only were they not the seventh seed, they oh, split man. with the Packers, and they never yeah. came close to really. And they never came the close to playing them in the playoffs. In the playoffs. So, yeah. That was, um, All right. yeah, I'm glad you're doing this, Dex. It's All good right. to purge our poor predictions. One more, uh, one more from Jolly Judd here. I'll rip the Band-Aid off immediately. Kirk Cousins is in the MVP race right now. It's only three wow. games in. Wow. I understand that. I understand that the Vikings are one and two, which you definitely like means you like that. if we had an MVP three games in, he's not the favorite. But look at what he's doing. Look at the statistics. Look at what he did yesterday in once taking a, a team that was known for its defense, right, and sort of dragged its offense along and hoped that the offense could score 22 points. Look at what Kirk Cousins and company, but Kirk Cousins in particular, let's just let's give him the credit here. <laughs> He uh, he is playing at an MVP level right now, and he's been fantastic. And I think everyone can acknowledge that. No one is trying to put him down. You play like this, you earn your $31 million salary cap hit, and you earn all the accolades that you're going to get, shoe or no shoe, on your... <laughs> you like that? Judd, where'd you go? You like that? He's gone. Judd, did we trade him the Browns? I'm a can of Surly now. <laughs> I just turned into a big can of Surly. Oh, boy. You gave us a chance at the end, but I got three words for you. You like that? I think we have a winner here this week. I think his name is Judd Zolgad. Sorry, Judd. MVP. MVP. Uh, you know, uh, the MVP this weekend is the Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show. Back. That's right. At the Minneapolis Convention Center. We're going to be hanging out, doing a little uh, 
little bonus Mackie and Judd Purple Daily stuff around one one thirty on Friday and Saturday this weekend. There you go. What do we Which got golfer there? is that? Jordan Spieth. Oh, yeah. Jordan Spieth. A listener, a listener said, if you if you want one, what's your address? I'll send you Jordan Spieth. And I said, yes, absolutely. Wow. Don't push that putt on the on the last round there. Yeah. Look at this. He's got a bag and everything, though. Look at this. He's got the golf bag. Oh, that is nice. Maybe that is that bag full of Saudi money. Is he going to join the Saudi oh, tour? Boy. It's a big thing right now. Like the who, the who Saudi. The Who's Saudi, well, DeChambeau is considering it. Really? Yeah, the Saudis are offering uh, blood money to PGA. The Saudis got the money, man. That's know. Ooh, that's going to be a threat. Uh, tickets to the Choice Bank Minnesota Golf <laughs> Show are on serious? sale for just $12. MinnesotaGolfShow.com, presented by Choice Bank. Your select Minnesota Buick GMC dealers, Nelson Marine, Second Swing, and, uh, of course, us, Score North. We help present this event. So, All right, boys. We'll be there. It's a reckless yeah. speculation Thursday. Good times. Reckless speculation. MVP Kirk Cousins wasn't what? Who you was earned your cap hit. You earned your cap hit. Who was that guy? Not I'm, his fault. Not I'm his glad fault. he's gone now. Replaced by a skinnier, handsomer guy, the new Judd. Never his fault. All right, see you guys. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.